Last Sunday was the exhilaration of Resurrection Day, or our celebration of Easter. Today is a contemplative setting of the Lord's Supper. This is a celebration, there's no doubt about that, but it is perhaps a very thoughtful celebration that we do this morning. I know we have guests here, and perhaps you wonder what our tradition is as a guest. We want you to know that if you are a baptized believer in Christ, please worship, celebrate with us in the Lord's Supper this morning. If you do not yet know Jesus, then listen carefully because you will hear and and then see a witness of what it means to follow Jesus. And so we want you to listen very carefully to that. Uh, Today we take bread, we take the fruit of the vine. The bread represents the body of Christ. The fruit of the vine represents his blood shed for us. So I want us for a few moments to think about Jesus as the bread of life which was one of his claims about himself validated by the resurrection. The sixth chapter of John's gospel tells us that Jesus multiplied five small loaves of bread and two small fish for the feeding of 5,000 men. And in addition to that would have been the women and the children, perhaps 15 to 18,000 people that Jesus miraculously fed. That is followed by the story of Jesus walking on the water on the Sea of of Galilee. And now this morning I want us to focus as we begin at verse 25. So stand with me as we honor God's Word. And it says in verse 25 of John 6, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me And still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will. But to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That I shall lose none of all those he has given me. But raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him. Will have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. 
I did not put verse 48 or 51 on the screen, but I want you to look at them in your Bibles. Verse 48, Jesus says it again, I am the bread of life. And verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. You may be seated. So we think this morning about the bread of life before we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Let me leave these thoughts with you about the bread of life. First of all, the bread of life is sufficient. The bread of life is sufficient. We must have bread or food to live physically. Some people, you know, seem to live to eat, but most of us eat to live. We must have food. In the spiritual realm, we need the bread of life in order to be fed and to live abundantly here, which Jesus promised in John 10.10 when he said, I'm come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly, and also that we might live forever. We need the bread of life. Jesus claims to be that bread, and he takes us from our primary concern for the physical to the realization that our greatest need is spiritual. Today, most of you, I assume, if not all of you, are going to eat lunch. And at some point, you may say, I've had enough. The bread of life of which Jesus speaks and says that he himself is the bread of life is sufficient. He is all you need, all I need to satisfy our spiritual hunger. Are you hungry for forgiveness? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for answers? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for relationships? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for purpose? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for love? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for joy? Jesus is the bread of life. Do you hunger for hope? Jesus is the bread of life. The bread of life, secondly, is by grace. If you will look again at the 37th verse, all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. The bread of life is by grace. He does not turn us away. Undeserving as we are, you do not earn grace. It is freely given by the Lord. No one who is drawn by Him is too bad to come to Him. And all are in need of being born again. Two examples that I think about in Scripture that help us to understand the contrast is this. Nicodemus, a good man, a teacher of the law, seemingly almost faultless in his public appearance. But Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. And then you think of the woman at the well, a woman who had had many relationships and was at the time of her encounter with Jesus living with a man who was not her husband and Jesus in effect said to her you can be born 
again. You must be born again. You can be born again. And the bread of life is Jesus. And he offers us salvation in himself. Thirdly, the bread of life offers security. I invite your attention again to verse 39. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. And then verse 47, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. The bread of life offers security. Physical physical security is a basic need of mankind. We put locks on our doors. We do that not to keep our family stuck inside of the house, but we do that in order to prevent entry into the house by someone that we don't want there, someone who might harm us or someone who might take what belongs to us. And so physical security is a basic need of mankind. But we have a greater need for security than physical security. And the greater need that we have is for spiritual security. Part of the joy of this celebration this morning is eternal life. As we think about focus on eternal life, and I would simply remind you that by every conceivable definition, eternal is not something that's here today, but perhaps removed or gone tomorrow. Eternal is eternal. Eternal is everlasting. And in the bread of life, who is Jesus, there is the offer of eternal life, everlasting life. We find security in the bread of life. In verse 37, he says, I won't drive you away. In verse 39, he says, I will lose no one. In verse 40, he says, you have eternal life in me and the promise of the resurrection of our bodies. Verse 47, again, the promise of eternal life. Verse 51, those in him will live forever. So the text tells us that in the bread of life, we have security. You can lay your head on your pillow tonight. And if you belong to Jesus, know that in the morning when you wake up, you'll still belong to Jesus. And if you don't wake up, you will go immediately into his presence. The bread of life offers security. Number four, the bread of life is his initiative. The bread of life is his initiative. Look at verse 33. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Verse 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. And verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day. I believe that nothing shows his love quite like this in that he takes the initiative to speak to us, to woo us and to draw us 
to himself. The bread of life is sent by God, the text tells us, sent by the Father. And God reaches out for his. He is sovereign. His initiative is what draws us to himself. He speaks to my heart. He pursues me. And I can live to be a hundred, but I'll never understand why. That generates gratitude. You cannot know him unless he reveals himself to you. And every time I think about that and read a text like this one, I I have to ask, why me? And I'm so grateful. And part of the expression of the Lord's Supper is an expression of gratitude to God for speaking to our hearts. Number five, the number five is that uh, the bread of life is spiritual, not physical. The bread of life is spiritual, not physical. Uh, those who were listening to him had a little trouble with this. Uh, you, you know, they had just seen the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves and fish. And if you read the whole text, which I encourage you to do, the whole text of John chapter 6, they were looking, they were in hot pursuit of Jesus. The crowds were. They were in hot pursuit of Jesus for, hey, follow him. You got free food. Cafeteria is open. Everybody's welcome. Here he is. They were, and they didn't understand. Some of, some of them did not understand what he was saying. And they said, hey, that sounds good. Give us that bread every day. We want that every day. But the text, in the text, Jesus reminds us that the bread that he is talking about is spiritual, uh, not not physical. Look at verse 49. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Clearly, Jesus is saying the bread of life is spiritual, not physical. Now, the physical dominates our lives, uh, dominates our thinking, it dominates our planning, our worries, dominates our prayer time. We know that. But this passage is a reminder, as is the Lord's Supper, that the spiritual is the most important aspect of our lives and our being. You will eat lunch today, and within a few hours, you will be hungry again. I read this week that Americans every year eat 29 pounds of French fries. Now, that's probably not good news, but there's some good news. We eat 273 pounds of fruit, 62 pounds of beef, 46 pounds of pork, 74 pounds of chicken, 16 pounds of fish, 33 pounds of eggs, 31 pounds of cheese, and 415 pounds of veggies. You're not neglecting your veggies. Good for you. (laughs) Now, we don't eat all of that at once. You're not going to say, uh, this day in April is my day, my one day to eat, so I'm going to eat all of that in one day. That's absurd. Uh, 
You eat today, you'll be hungry again this evening. You eat this evening, you'll be hungry again in the morning. But Jesus is wanting us to know that the spiritual bread that he offers satisfies eternally so that we never have to say again, I have a spiritual emptiness in my heart. Not only that, but we find that Jesus says that he is the only way. He is the only way. The bread of life is the only way. Look look at verse 53, if you would, again. Verse 53 and 54. Jesus said, Verily, or very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in him. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This is a very picturesque way that Jesus has of saying what he said in John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You must receive me. Symbolically today, we take of his flesh and drink of his blood symbolically. And so Jesus says, I'm I'm the only way to the Father. Now, that may not be politically correct, but the Bible is unchanged Jesus is the only way to God. We believe that with all our hearts. We proclaim it here. We proclaim it around the world. If, if, if we didn't believe that, why in heaven's name would we go to places like India and Haiti? Why? If we think there are a lot of ways to God, then why would we spend significant amounts of money and energy and go to places where it isn't easy to tell them about Jesus? The only reason that makes any sense is that we do believe in our hearts He's the only way. And if they don't hear about Him, they'll perish. And so that's why we go. And the same is true of your street in Belton Temple, Slato, wherever, wherever it is that you live, as is true there, here, there, everywhere, there is only one way to God, and that's through the bread of life, who's Jesus. Now, lastly, the bread of life provides intimacy. Um, this whole text speaks of an intimate relationship With the bread of life. I look again at verse 58. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread. Will live forever. We don't have the privilege of video. So we don't know what gestures Jesus made. When he said these words. But it makes to me eminent sense that when he was talking about this bread that gives life, he was pointing to himself. This flesh, this this blood, I am the bread of life. And he offers to us an intimate relationship with God the Father through Jesus, his son. The Lord's Supper... Um, the Lord's Supper acknowledges our dependence on God. The, the, the Lord's Supper invites us to intimacy 
with the bread of life. A bold claim of Jesus. I am the bread of life. And we believe it. And this morning, we tangibly celebrate it. Let's bow for prayer. Before we celebrate, we offer an opportunity to someone to give his or her heart to Jesus. We'll stand. Brother Gary will lead us. We will sing a song of invitation. You sense that calling, that wooing, that drawing of Jesus through the Holy Spirit to your heart this morning. And so the invitation to you is to come. Place your hand in mine and say very simply, Pastor, I need Jesus. And one of our staff members will be here to pray with you. Open God's Word. And this day, you can come into a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. May someone come this morning, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing.